Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about how to buy websites. I know about this strategy. Uh, in most cases, if you are talking about link builders, they usually buy uh, expired domains uh, for uh, creating uh, uh, PBN network. But today it's not the case. We are going to find another way to buy websites uh, if we are going to develop them. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Derek. Oh, I'm sorry pronouncing <laughs> your name. You know, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's Dutch. It's Dutch. So it's, it's Heisinger. Heisinger. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, because I, I usually check out uh, on Google how to pronounce different names, but I found that, yeah, your name. Yeah, Some differences. I probably can't say your last name either. So that that's, that's norm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. We know each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we start, just tell about your background, your experience before uh, the podcast. You mentioned uh, about what you usually do uh, with your agency. And yeah, just tell more about your experience. Yeah, my background is very diverse. It started in manufacturing with a family business. And, and the reason why I mentioned that is it gave me kind of a um, functional specific round approach to the organization, uh, which over time I, I branched out and kind of started my own ventures, uh, must've been in December of five. Um, I got involved a little bit with affiliate marketing that kind of evolved into drop shipping, shipping supplement, um, e-commerce. And it was about 2012 that, uh, I kind of stumbled across monetization of the WordPress CMS. I had worked with WordPress actually since about 2006. So I had experience in the front and back end. But in uh, 2012, my then girlfriend, now wife at the time, um, had developed a site and was beginning to monetize it almost by accident. Um, and so now fast forward eight and a half years later, and, and we own over um, 300 WordPress type of blogs. And we have our own servers. And um, we're kind of I'm kind of the behind the scenes guy. So we are an agency, but we also are, you know, kind of the content and backlinking delivery as well for a lot of um, agencies, um, a good number. I'm sure you've, you've heard of most of them. So um, my world is really living in the web acquisition, content strategy, backlinking strategy world to build quality of existing websites and monetize them. Not mm -hmm. so much flipping. We have sold some, but more monetizing what we have. So it's very important that I do my job right, that I don't overpay based on how we're going to monetize. So that's that's my world today. Yeah, I'm good. Good world, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you share um, uh, what goals companies can uh, get? Uh, with uh, acquiring other websites and why we need to do it. Uh, perhaps it's better to buy a new one, to develop and create from scratch, uh, or it's better to buy uh, existing domains uh, and uh, which goals, uh, for example, for link building uh, uh, or for uh, just to develop and innovate content that we have. Well, I always believe in diversity and revenue models and also activities. And so it's really important as a company 
I didn't develop what I'm doing before our revenue model. Our revenue model developed itself. Mm-hmm. And what I do scales that revenue model, which is can be different for different people. If you're, you know, buying expired domains, you're talking about flipping domains. For me, um, it also includes developing brand new sites, but also buying existing as well um, for certain reasons. But the number one thing is to determine you, what your revenue model is, right? So, so um, our revenue model is um, ad monetization and content development. And, and, and what that really means in a nutshell is that my sites have to have traffic, have to have real mm-hmm. traffic. Everything has to be real, good quality, real quality. Um, real value links, et cetera, you know, so that we aren't just managing a bunch of PBN link farms, you know, with with nothing that a human wouldn't normally want to read. So I, I believe in a diversity of doing all those things. But what what I do, you know, if my revenue, if my revenue monetization model is different than yours, you may buy for a different reason. For example, Amazon affiliates. Um, we have a couple sites we do that with, but not many. But that whole acquisition model is based on a multiple of what the profit is per month, you know, it could be anywhere from 20 to 40 times. So if you're not experienced in that area or, or don't understand the, um, the length of return, it's a, it's a poor purchase. And I see a lot of that happen maybe on public auction sites like Flippa, where when I evaluate the domain, you know, it, it may be a couple thousand dollars and someone may end up paying $20,000 for it. That means they either understand the revenue model and the amount of return or they made a bad purchase. So it's usually one of those two things. Um, mm-hmm. But you need to understand that before you just go out and, and investing, just like any type of business, you don't just go buy a business or build a business if you know nothing about it. It typically stems from your experience and your resources that you collect over the years. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to confess with you uh, because uh, I remember when uh, I decided to jump on this board now to um, uh, try to build some uh, PBN networks uh, to find these websites. But it's not simple as it sounds because of competition. Uh, many companies, I don't know, it's hard to count them, but many companies are trying to find these domains with traffic metrics. Can you tell uh, how you find them and how you can overcome others because for example uh, uh, if we are talking about gold idea or any other similar domains they usually uh, have uh, auctions and that means you need to uh, provide uh, more <laughs> know, to pay more for this website or uh, you you have other techniques how you can overcome competitors and how do you estimate before buying uh, just checking out their domain authority traffic um, uh, or any other metrics yeah provide more insights so I, I will give you my formula if you promise never to emulate it because i i want your site i don't i don't want you to buy my site so <laughs> there's just in that but there's truth right everyone has proprietary and i have i'm, I'm an open book with sharing that just because i believe in knowledge but then also resolve and and just because someone has my knowledge doesn't mean they may have the resolve to do it but if they do and they do it better than me then they deserve to so um for me finding those sites um i'm sorry what was your first part of your question second was how i evaluate how how to find websites with traffic you know (laughs) yeah well you Uh, you gotta just like any business you have to network right mm -hmm. so i don't find Probably 30% of the sites I purchase, I purchase three to five sites a week. That's kind of my going rate right mm-hmm. now. Um, I have a, a large network of people that I've worked with for search engine optimization, link building, 
content development, uh, site development, programming, et cetera, that, that bring them to me. So I might buy three to five sites in a week, but I'm evaluating more than that per day. Mm-hmm. I'm evaluating maybe 40 to 50 per week. I might buy 10% of what I see. But the only time I'm going out and finding those sites is one, you know, if I, I get daily notifications from Flippa and I look through those things and I look for key metrics to see if it even sparks my interest. It might be one out of 10 daily update site for sale emails that I actually investigate one and, and, and maybe one in a hundred that I actually end up purchasing. Another way would define it would be to look at your competition. So if, if we have vendor partners that we're working with content strategies on different websites, who are also, you know, giving us clients for our websites, we're providing clients for their websites. If I see the demand is high enough for what they're doing, I'll just flat out ask, you know, hey, what are you open to selling your site? So it's in and some acquisition comes through that too. So competition, online marketplace, and then having a, a very large network to constantly work with these people and bring you opportunities to look at. And then they have to understand the metrics you want to buy the site too, based on, again, your revenue model. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so you bring me a site and you say, here's, here's the, here's the domain. All you do is send me the domain. The first thing I'm going to do is really look at the strength of the domain. So I'm going to find what the, the protocol is, if there's a WWW or not, and I'm going to see how many published posts and pages of content is actually physically on that site and confirm it with the person bring you know, the seller. I'm going to also see how many of those posts and pages are indexed on Google to look at overall mm-hmm. site health as well. You know, here, here's an example of, a, of an alarming or a, a red flag that you might see. Someone brings me a site. It's got 20,000 pages. It looks like it's a mega site. And you start scrolling and you go to the end of the, the web blog, the, the very first post, and it was a week ago. And mm-hmm. you have 10 of those pages indexed on Google. Well, you probably have a WordPress automatic plugin working with Spinner and some really low quality content. So you have to know that going in and keep that in mind that if the quality is not there, it's, you have to build it. Then you might as well consider it from scratch, right? So after I look at those things, I jump on Moz. I look at the domain authority. Uh, I deep dive the domain authority by looking at the history over time of where it's been to where I go to the backlink profile to see what types of links are built. So a very common thing is to do Google redirects through images and maps um, to raise domain authority above 50. And people can do this within a number of weeks. It's a very simple thing. And and Moz has shown it to to have longevity as well, by the way. So there's, there's legitimacy to it. But if that's a quick, so if I find a site where that was done two years ago and the DA has stayed that high and they have way more backlinks in their profile. They did that to accomplish that domain authority, but they've also maintained that through a link building strategy. So that would be a different category for me to place that site in price wise. Um, I look at uh, page authority, like I said, ranking keywords on Moz, linking domains on Moz to see what type of, you know, that's to tell me did they start a site and they just work on ranking evergreen content very well? Or did they do that with a backlink profile? And so the backlink profile is going to show as a stronger metric site for my clients, whereas a site without those backlinks, but still ranks good, still has traffic and I can build that backlink profile. So I just have to know what that is. Uh, I look at, like I said, linking domains on Moz. I look at the number of quality backlinks as well that are considered quality backlinks. I look at the spam percentage. Um, it's 
it's typically not a showstopper spam percentage because you can do the um, the, the tags on on Google Search Console to to fix those things. Um, but a lower score, the better. I look at the age of the site. It's very important to me, believe it or not. Um, I have sites that are over 23 years old. Um, I probably have 20 sites that are over 20 years old. Um, so the age of that site really helps when you're building a backlink um, um, profile and content that the, the, the actual name itself already has some authority. I look at the Alexa ranking just as a figure number. It really doesn't mean anything until you look at the real analytics, but the traffic origin for the country, the trust flow, the citation flow, the RF's keywords, the RF's traffic, and the RF's DR. And then I, um, if, if I'm serious at that point, and it's over, let's say it's over a price point of $1,000, then I require Google Analytics or at minimum the search console because I want to see if there's any security actions, manual actions, and really daily organics. So, in, so what I'm going to do in that Google Analytics there, now I'm serious. I'm going to buy this site. It's $3,000. I'm going to look if that, a thousand unique daily organics has been was that was just last week or was that the last 28 days the last 90 days how long has that been ranked and then i'm going to go to the pages report and i prefer the old format of analytics for for doing this and then i go to the pages report and then i see what specific permalinks are bringing in the percentage of organic traffic and if it's one that's bringing in 70 percent that site's more volatile to lose its traffic once you lose that ranking if you don't maintain it if it's 20 pages that each bring in 3% of the traffic, you've got a great diversity of, of inbound organic traffic coming, traffic coming to that site. So the chances of that traffic dipping, even with no work done to the, done to the blog, is a lot lower over time. So when you put work into it and maintain those rankings and build on that content, you can, you can grow that site a lot easier. So I know I just said a lot. There's 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 so much that goes into it, but basically I don't go on to the next one unless the other one's right. You know, if, if someone gives me a site and the DA's 57 was made one week ago and it was just all Google redirect and they say, oh, it's only $200. It doesn't mean I can pay for that to be done. I can buy that domain for $10 and, and pay 50 to 100 to get that, you know, that DA redirect, but that site doesn't have value because it doesn't have age. It doesn't have real traffic. It doesn't have any type of backlink um, profile. It doesn't have value. So if you want to simplify what I said when it comes to SEO, content development, um, web development, web acquisition, there has to be there has to be quality. Humans mm -hmm. have to want to read it. Humans have to want to visit the links that are built. It has to be real because Google algorithm will change, but it's emulating human behavior. So if you keep that in mind, you know, keeping up, as, as you know very well, running an agency, keeping up with um, the algorithms and all the, the search engine fluctuations and news is a full-time job, right? But one thing that never changes is building quality. And so that's what we do. Um, we buy quality sites, we build quality sites, we build quality links, and we create quality content that people actually want to read, actually visit, and they want their links and ads on our sites because of that yeah got it yeah you know yeah you have a big preparation before buying <laughs> okay uh can you share why do you use uh, a lot of tools uh i mean like most majestic seo irfs uh 
uh, if you can use just one tool, uh, what is the main difference between them? Uh, well, I just I like yeah. how a I like how Ahrefs makes me feel when I see fifty thousand keywords and fifty thousand traffic. <laughs> but the the real simple question to that is because the only thing that's really real about its site is the real traffic it's getting, the real rankings it has, and that means Google Analytics and Search Console. Now, Ahrefs is constantly honing its formula. It's getting far more accurate. But, you know, when Ahrefs become, became large maybe four years ago, and my clients would say, you know, oh, this site gets 20,000, you know, monthly traffic. It could be a site getting 20 organic hits a day. It just wasn't, it wasn't the keyword volume and ranking wasn't tuned in enough. And now I can tell you that the accuracy is obviously maybe within a 90% as opposed to like a 20%. Um, but you need a variety of tools because there's there's different ways that these tools allow you to signal of how important the site will be on a search engine. And it's different type of, of backlinks that are built. Uh, it's different type of keywords that are indexed. It's just good to see that range. And then the, then the, the, blade, the blunt answer is also because your clients are using those tools. I have clients who only use SEM Rush, so the site's only valuable to them um, to advertise with me if it if it looks good in SEM Rush, right? Same with Ahrefs, um, more so, and a little bit of Moz, but that's the metrics people look at. And my job is to ensure that those metrics are real that they see, you know, not not oh, you know, this site shows 100k traffic on Ahrefs, but it's not getting that that site is getting 10,000 hits a day it is unique so mm -hmm. um people look at different tools as clients as suppliers different tools give you indicators to show the quality of your site as a whole a round circle picture instead of just one snapshot of a tool and they get you closer to the real story because the real story is the analytics and you don't have that on every site especially when you're going to advertise you don't you, you're 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 if you're advertising on sites and, and you want traffic you're your agency might not even share the, the link with you probably, but if they did, you're not going to get the analytics to the site and there's a good chance that they don't even own the site. Right. So um, as a client, you're looking at those tools. So as a supplier, we look at those tools as well. And we ensure that um, our sites are valuable in Google's eyes and all of those things contribute. Yeah. Or indicate, I should say. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Can you unhide more about technical aspect of finding uh, these websites? Uh, if I understand, uh, you can use two ways. Yes, expire domains or uh, reaching out to uh, website owners. Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, tell more about how uh, you reach out or uh, they reach out to you uh, if they want to sell their websites. Uh, and uh, how our audience can do the same, you know, to be your competitor. <laughs> sure. No, no. I mean, because you, you, again, without resolve in the network, knowledge is knowledge, right? It still takes years to build it. My, my resolve, my actions, my acquisitions and my network has taken more than five years to build. I realize that's not a, a extremely long time, but it's day in and day out consistency, seven days a week, you know, here and there. I mean, I had times where I was working from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. six days a week, um, developing everything and in, in, in talking to people. So a tool that I use is um, quite simply WhatsApp, right? It's a mm -hmm. secure chat system that I work with people all over the world. 
a lot of people in our industry are in um, UK, Eastern Europe, Ukraine, um, Pakistan, um, um, India, West Bengal, um, Bangladesh, Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, all those, all those things. So, so basically my hours of when I'm available have to be flexible. I can't just, you know, wake up at 8 a.m. here and work till noon and then expect to talk to everybody. You know, there's times where I have to be on at 10 p.m. or 4 a.m. Um, to, to make sure things get done. So that's that's part of my huge network. Um, another way is people find me. I don't know how, um, but people find my personal email and in my business emails and they just send me an email and say, here's the site. It's for sale. And sometimes they're content marketing emails where they blasted it to a group of people that they know purchase sites. And sometimes it's just someone reaching out too. Um, I just had one about 35 minutes ago. So uh, just via my personal Gmail account and some, mm-hmm. and once they see the, the way I evaluate a website, how I explained it, I actually outline that for them. When I'm looking at the site, I actually list all of those metrics because it gives them an understanding of how much I'm going to pay based on my revenue. Um, so I actually list those things out and they see that I understand how to use multiple tools, not just looking at one thing and they get in touch with me when they have another one and another one. So again, it's just building that network and people have to know you're serious. They have to know, you know what you're doing when you acquire a site, you know, I can, I only have to tell someone, give me your WordPress access. And within a half hour, I can have them changing name servers and then a domain. I can do all of that myself immediately i can take a backup i can upload it i can upload the database i have a whole standard work doc of what i've had to do that obviously i do it so much now that it's all by memory but you know i I have my filezilla ready with my upload so they they know not only am i serious i'm competent and so they're going to come back and say well he didn't buy this one but that doesn't mean he's not serious or not competent it means it wasn't a good return for his revenue model or all the metrics are good, but had no traffic. So he has to have a, have a content development strategy with backlinking for the next year. That's going to cost 20 grand to start making 500 bucks a month on this site. And, and that's just, I have too many sites to do that now, right? I have too many sites I can grow monetization on that are already established to take a brand new domain and just develop it. That said, I always have 25 to 50 brand new domains hosted on like a, um, a remote server, like DigitalOcean droplets that I'm developing. So I always have amount in, in by developing, I mean, there's a content strategy and a team and a backlink strategy. And those take a very long time and a lot of money to develop. You know, you're, it's going to be a year or two before you start seeing some reasonable return if you know what you're doing. Um, so I do, I do, I do those as well. It's just my primary um, is um, building on on the value of a site that it already has. So people know that and people come back and, and people don't leave me. And when they don't leave me, every new person who contacts me is an additional network contact who might bring me a site. So, I mean, I, I would roughly say I have over 100 of these people that I talk to at least once a week mm-hmm. and over 40 at least once a day. Got it. Yeah, big network. Okay, let's so, talk about uh, uh, developing and innovating content that you have. For example, you bought a new website uh, with good metrics, uh, traffic, uh, links. 
what's the next step for example uh you start uh, monetization immediately or you uh, think how to monetize a better way uh and uh, will you invest uh, additional resources to develop and innovate existing content yeah so first to develop first again it depends on your revenue model right um and then it depends on what your your you always look at the end when you buy a business or a site you always have the end goal in mind if i buy a site that has good good metrics but not a very good content strategy or traffic i have two options either i can put a content team on that immediately and backlinking on that immediately and i can i can open it up for monetization immediately although i'm i'm going to take a loss on that site for probably six months or i can just hold the domain and pay a very small amount see i own my server so i'm just paying the um I'm, I'm paying, you know, server, remote server hosting fees, but I'm not paying, you know, a monthly shared server, GoDaddy, whatever, um, web hosting. So it's not costing me much to hold it. So there are some sites where I just hold because they're old, they're mature, but they don't necessarily have the traffic and I don't have the resources right now to develop. And there's some, some sites that I just, they already have those metrics in place and I put them to work right away and I, I give it a content team. I give it backlinking and then I um, I open it up for monetization right away. So I can probably probably 40% of the sites that I purchase are, are ready for that immediately and have a immediate return. Probably 40% are, are hold for long-term games. So they're kind of maybe dormant, but they're still um, with me. And then 20% are probably, you know, a couple months to get up to where, where they need to be. So you have to balance that. Like it, it's a cash flow thing. There's only so much amount of acquisition I allocate per week based on our top line, right? Same with our content strategy or backlinking. We still have a PL. Um, we still have a, a, a formal strategy and 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 we still have a budget even for acquisition, you know, and, and I'm I'm known to kind of go wild with wanting to buy everything, but it's still you know, if I don't fit into that budget, it's not it's not going to be very healthy from a financial. So um, to answer your question, the, if you buy a site and it has the quality you want and you're going to earn money through traffic in some way, then you have to put together a con. If you're going to if it's an Amazon affiliate site, put together a content strategy to build good content that promotes consistent products that ranks well and get backlinking and then determine the commissions you're going to make and your conversion and and see how long of return that's going to be if any if you get one based on your competition so there you would categorize those types of even even wordpress press blogs if you say well one is through total um google ads one is through total amazon affiliate and one is through content placement they they're all going to have different ways of earning that money and, and based on how many resources you put in you better know what you're going to get return wise so i fail at that probably you know three out of ten sites i buy is probably a failure in terms of a quick enough return but one to two are an overachievement of it which more than compensates with a good site right um, mm -hmm. and then there's half of them that just take the normal amount of time to monetize it might be six months 12 months it's whatever i know going in how long it's going to take and it plays into that's the last part of the pricing that 
plays into it, how I'm going to monetize. So even if, if this is an Amazon affiliate site earning a thousand a month and they want 40 grand, 40 times monetization, and I'm going to do nothing but accept content on it and make, you know, a thousand a month or whatever, that means that's 40 months. So that's three years and four months. So is that quick enough return for me to purchase that site? And some people it is, some it isn't, and some sites it is, some it's not. And again, it, it's based on all of those metrics. If it's super strong, it might be because long term, it's going to be a, a huge asset to hold as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the, your ratio about failing is high. You know, for example, uh, book, book publications usually get uh, revenue from one book from 20. You know, they publish 20 books and just one sure. book. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you have your you have your heavy lifters, right? And we do. In, in, in four or five years ago, I had three heavy lifters and today I have 50, right? So it's just, but again, that means there's 250 that aren't, but the 50 are. And so that allows you to take the 51st site and put the resources into it to make it a heavy hitter. Mm -hmm. But you have okay. to you have to have those to have the cash flow to invest in the knowledge to make sure that investment is going to create another heavy hitter or like you said, a one out of 20 that that sells. If you want two mm -hmm. out of 20, that one out of 20 has got to give you the cash flow to do that. And you have to apply the same strategy. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about Google. Uh, how Google uh, considers uh, when uh, you change uh the owner of websites because um, um, I got this uh, uh, question many time uh, from my um, uh, audience and they ask uh, Google can diminish new owners uh, I mean like their content visibility ranking positions and uh, John Mueller replies many times to such questions that uh, uh, we can analyze if uh, uh, about expired domains, about uh, buying domains, uh, and can uh, diminish all previous results, and you just only start from scratch. How that do... is that is a loaded question. If someone's mm -hmm. asking you that, there's a number of things they have to know. So if you're switching ownership from Google standpoint, and you're using Search Console to do that, and you're making yourself the owner. Mm -hmm. In, there's a there's a couple areas I look at right away besides users, and the main one is the sitemaps, right? So there's indexing and sitemaps. I might have someone with a WordPress plus blog with a Yoast SEO plugin who doesn't have the standard sitemap underscore index dot XML file in in the sitemaps. So it's like, oh, nothing's getting indexed, or they might not have the post sitemap or the page sitemap or the news sitemap. So do they pen, are you going to get penalized for switching domain? I have not seen that. I think it's how you either continue or improve the operations that the site has had, you know, going forward. So, um, for instance, if you buy an expired domain and the tools you're using doesn't show that that, let's say it's 20 years old, but the tools don't show it as 20 years old because it's switched ownership. And I'm not sure exactly how that works, but it's not a 20 year old site anymore. It is what it is. It is what it says, right? It is what you find. It's the age is what the, the, the um, tools used to evaluate, tell you that the site is. So you have to know that, like, keep that in mind. But now just cause you buy an expired domain 
and you transfer, it doesn't mean it's going to reset that age necessarily. So it's not like it's just like new owner, you, you lose rankings and, and your content doesn't change. But if you had, if you were posting three contents a day and creating 20 extremely high quality backlinks to each one, and then you sell to someone who just stops doing that, you're, they're going to lose the rankings they have over time. If they don't update the articles, they're going to lose the positions over time. And if they don't backlink, they're going to lose the authority over time. If they do it the same as you, there's no reason why that that consistency wouldn't continue, assuming they have the proper indexing, no penalizations, and the proper usage of, of Google's tools. Um, but if they don't, it'll drop. So it, it's really your actions versus the previous owner's actions that determine that from what I have personally found. Mm -hmm. And I have, I, I mean, I've seen sites too that are old with incredibly great um metrics but for some reason or another they've been content um uh, penalized from a content aspect on google and they just in order to build up traffic through rfs and real over time can take years years so you you have to keep that in mind and that's a big reason why traffic is so important to me when i buy because i i, I don't want to buy anything with pre-existing penalties and, and um, something that's going to take too long to return but when i do if I see a drop in, in search traffic, it's because I didn't maintain that ranking, which is exactly why I look at the amount of ranking keywords. How much effort do I need to put into this one page to keep the metric of the site? And it's okay if you buy one that has one strong ranking keyword, but you better know how to maintain that if you want the value of the site to hold and grow beyond what you purchased it at. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, can you tell how to update content if you don't know the topic? For example, uh, I don't know, weight loss supplements. You bought the domain with good uh, data, metrics, you know, traffic, visibility, but uh, how to update this content? That means you need to have some specialists, experts who can provide some value uh, on these topics. For example, uh, it's a big issue with my clients. Uh, they often ask me, I, don't, I have no copywriters. I don't know how to create high quality content. Uh, please help me. And that means I need to find these people. But what about domains? If you bought a new domain and you need to update this content to provide something new, uh, how to handle the process if a topic is uh, unfamiliar, you know, with your domain uh i don't know direction that's the simplest and yet the hardest answer so the simple answer is have expertise in that content understand high authority good ranking blogs and what they're writing about how they're structuring and the type of value they're bringing deliver your own unique perspective on that or know or hire someone who does which sounds simple and it is it's a simple task but to find those people and to pay those people is again, fits into your model of, of monetizing the site. So once you go about um, finding the topics to write on and researching those, then you do your, you know, your, your keyword analysis. Like we, so for instance, our content development team actually has a process where they have to have keywords approved on the front end prior to writing topics and keywords. And then they have to have it approved on the back end as well. Meaning, the article has to be well written. It's got to have the right heading tags. It's got to have the right keyword um, volume. It's got to have the right internal linking structure, et cetera. So they have a whole process and it's not just one person. Now, if I'm a health and fitness expert and I buy a health and fitness domain, 
and I have a great, um, you know, um, um, thesis style writing and I can research other posts, I can make a site very successful one site at a time. If I have a team and I'm scaling, then it just has to be the right people doing those things and emulating what that person would do. And there's a creative aspect to it. There's a research aspect to it and a technical aspect. Creative, they have to know how to write. Research, they have to understand the topic and, and know um, something interesting to write on. And then technical, they have to know on-page SEO. They have to know keyword variation. You know, a big thing right now, if you look at RF's keywords on sites that are spiking, they're using good keyword variation. So the keywords that rank, um, when you do your digging in the in the um, analytics in the um, the actual interface of RFs, you could find which of those keywords have a, a great deal of variations in the volume you're getting. So those are the kind of words you want to write topics on because you're going to get lots of keywords indexed for the same post, which means more volume, more traffic to that to that post itself. But I really believe if you don't have a passion or interest in what you're writing about, that you there's it's a small chance you'll be good at it. So make sure that if you're a single site owner and your, your goal is um, content monetization, you have a thorough knowledge and passion for that topic so that you ensure that site's grown because it's your baby. And if you're not and you are a multi-site owner, make sure you have the right team with the right writers. We have So we have writers that only write health and fitness. Mm -hmm. We have writers that only write tech. We have writers that only write lifestyle, real estate. We have writers that only write business. Um, so, you know, just like any organization, you, you hire for functional expertise or experience, right? So that's what we hire for, um, you know, I guess you'd call it topic or category experience for those things. Because those are the people who are good at it. They're good at it because they like it. Yeah. They're curious nice. naturally. Okay. Let's talk about... Uh... Did you have Did you have the poll question where you said what's... No, I don't think it was you. I think it was another influencer. On, uh, but we'll talk about the LinkedIn polls another time. You know, I think they're finally getting that one right. But man, that was bad for a while. But someone had a poll and they said, what, do you, what is your attribute that you attribute greatest to your success? And there's like knowledge, education, persistence, and then curiosity. And the lowest ranked one was curiosity. But it's the one I chose too, because curiosity drives all those things. If you're truly course, curious yeah. about your topic that you're writing on, you're going to educate yourself. You're going to get experience and you're going to be persistent. Yeah, completely agree with that. Genuine yeah. curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, today, if you are not curious about your topic, you can't develop, you can't innovate, you can't go ahead because competitors can overcome you if, if you use just generic strategies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, minimum. Uh, what you want to see from uh, websites that you want to buy. For example, I mean, like uh, minimum traffic, <laughs> minimum uh, domain authority. Uh, because, you know, my uh, audience can might ask about such questions. Sure. You know? uh, oh, yeah, it's a they... great question. It's <laughs> yeah, a great okay. question. It's an, that is a wonderful question, okay? I tell my team, domain authority 40 plus, mm -hmm. URL, UR 60 plus, DR 60 plus uh, refs a thousand or two thousand plus keywords five thousand plus trust flow 20 plus citation flow 30 plus okay now it, that's a site that usually ranks well usually monetizes well for one reason or the other 
or does well. If I buy a site that already fits that criteria, I'm going to pay more for it. I might pay $50,000 for it, maybe more. If I buy a site where a couple of those metrics that are difficult to create on your own or in place, organic traffic, I'm giving a hint. That's the number one most difficult metric to get, to get real organic traffic. If you buy a site with real organic traffic and it's got 20 DR and 30 UR and um, DAs like 15, 20, you can build those metrics. You can build them. If you have a good link building team with good link variation and good um, content linking strategy, which I believe is the most powerful link of relevant content link, um, you can build those metrics. To build traffic, it takes a lot longer. So, so for me, honestly, when I look at um, DA, the Majestic metrics, TFCF, traffic, and then the RFs, URDR traffic keywords, I make sure out of like, what did I list like seven things or something? I make sure four out of seven are there and they're the in that they're the difficult things that are there. Right. That so the site has a foundation. Because you know, there's think about this even in terms of ethics. Someone might sell a site where six out of seven of those things are awesome, but DA is 10, and they might think, well, DA is the only valuation, so this site's 300 bucks. You just got yourself a, you know, a $30,000 site for $300. That happens. It also happens more commonly where someone has a $300 site and they think they can get $30,000 for it. And I tell those people, go to Flippa because there are a lot of people who make stupid buying decisions. Um, quite frankly, I mean, I, I know there's a better tactful way to say that, but if you want someone to overpay, go to a marketplace with less knowledge and mm -hmm. or, and, or a greater um, variation in people who, I'm sorry, a greater variation in monetization methods that people are willing to pay that type of return. So <sighs> minimum metrics, give me organic traffic. I, I can easily build the rest. I can build organic traffic. It just takes longer. So return on investment, return on investment. How long do you want it to take? What needs to be in place? And what yeah. are you paying? If they all stink and you pay $100, that's fine. But if you don't have the resources, time, team, or um, with to develop that site because you're working on your 50, um, you know, headliner sites, you're not, you're just, you're just buying it to own it, which there's value in that too. I mean, this is real estate, right? I mean, I might have 2000 WordPress press blogs in five years from now, and maybe 200 are heavy hitters, but if 800 of them are over 25 years old, <laughs> I mean, you have some strong domains in the future, too, if you need to unload those things or flip them, such as like Epic would do, you know, like um, it, it. it's just that's not my primary strategy, but it does exist as a possible stream of revenue. Never rule out a stream of revenue, but focus on what you're good at. Yeah, agree. Yeah, valuable. OK, uh, what are your expectations in 2022? You will you are going to get more competition in this field uh, or you are going to increase uh, strengths. Uh, yeah. Any predictions and uh, what are you going to do in 2022? Well, I'm going to actually work more with um, local. I actually purchased a franchise area development deal and I, I moved from the northern states to the southern down here for a number of reasons. 
So I will actually be working with my agency to implement a lot of local techniques. But for the, I, I, I assume you're talking about the greater landscape of search engine optimization and content development. What, right? Is, is that, am I correct by saying that? Yeah, yeah. We don't know what future will bring, but yeah. So my biggest thing for this year for content development is keyword variation. Um, updated content, right? That's been a thing now for, I, I follow NP Digital, right? Neil Patel. Mm -hmm. I follow Search Engine World. I follow RFs. I'll, and, and some I like more than others, but it goes back again to quality. So keyword variation is going to get you a higher number of keywords that can be indexed and accessed by search engines. Good content that people want to read is going to have a longer time on page and a lower bounce rate, which is a factor, right? Page speed. And also, um, uh, the last one I was going to say, oh, up keeping, keeping content fresh, right? It's, it, it used to be create more great evergreen content, grow a site bigger. And that, now that's that's still part of it. But you have to, to keep each page relevant, to keep each page from being orphaned, to keep each page at its ranking, you also have to keep that content updated as well. So it's not all about new content, new content. It's about updating content as well for those reasons. Because if you wouldn't read it, just consider that Google won't rank it. Just think that. Think that very basically. If you wouldn't read it because it's three years old, Google eventually probably won't want to rank it because it's not getting it, it's getting a high bounce rate. It's not getting an on page good on page time, and, and frankly, people aren't reading it. So keyword variation, updating articles um, would probably be a very wise thing to continue to do, and and, and always keep quality readable content in mind yeah yeah thanks it's, a lot for this simple. advice yeah. for how complicated it, it, the algorithm can be and impossible to follow the theories are simple in any business you need value to sell goods at a revenue for a profit in in you know digital marketing whatever see whatever channel you're at if you're the supplier if you're the agency if you're a reseller you you have to have value. And if and for me, as you know, the supplier, the content producer, it that my value is quality content that ranks. Yeah. Yeah. It's really thanks simple. A lot. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, Derek, for all your tips, advice. Yeah, valuable, so valuable. Okay. Uh tell how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, um, you can you can follow me on LinkedIn. I, I don't know if you post. Uh, the name visually um, uh, anywhere or, or do a recap on your um, page at all. But um, on LinkedIn, I, 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 I guess I'm not as active as I should be. I wouldn't be considered a, um, um, a, a content creator necessarily. Um, but, you know, my company's name is May 15 Media. And May 15 Media is the web acquisition side. It's not the SEO agency side. Um, so you might not have had anyone say this before, but it's kind of hard to follow me because I'm kind of the guy behind the scenes, right? I'm not, I don't need a public brand as much as I need inbound. 
So, so I think LinkedIn's the best way. Let's let's make it simple. Uh, Derek Heisinger on LinkedIn, and I do accept connections. I am at my max, so you can always follow if you want. Um, but yeah, I, I to answer your poll from this morning, yeah, I, I I connect. I said yes, I connect with everyone, and, and I probably won't connect with like a, a bot, but every real person I'll connect with for sure, as long as there's room in that connection pool. <laughs> Uh, you know, from my experience, I usually connect with everyone. And if I get a lot of spam, I just uh, unconnect these people. That's it. But, but you're at your limit, too. You, you're at, what, 87,000 followers, something like that, right? So you you have the same, I wouldn't say conundrum, but limitations to where you, mm-hmm. you, you're a content creator. And so you're creating a following. Um, yeah. And that's not a strategy I'm doing on, on LinkedIn. But um, I certainly network like crazy and if if there's value the relationship then we'll probably be on whatsapp every day talking so for sure yeah okay guys you can find all these links in the description below listen us on google spotify and apple thanks a lot derek for your time you know yeah valuable interesting new insights new way you know yeah i'm going to use some tips <laughs> from of course your experience yeah yeah and thanks guys for listening and watching us Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.